I felt. All the yummy food, all the hugs, all of the mimosas, like it was truly amazing in that sense. And yet simultaneously, there were a lot of conversations about death, about mortality, about um, aging, about um, the help that comes with aging. There were a lot of conversations about mental health, a lot of really tough conversations. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Frequency of Joy a podcast all about learning to listen to your inner voice and up-leveling to the highest version of yourself. Whether you're a college student, recent grad, or years into your adulting journey, there is something in this podcast for you. I'm your host, Jess Mora, entrepreneur and published author, and I am here to help you start checking things off your life bucket list. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode this episode i'm both excited by but also a little nervous for because i don't have a script for it it really will just come from the heart and i think it'll be a very vulnerable episode in some ways so if you've never listened to a full episode this might be the one that you want to stick around for From the moment I first started this podcast, I wanted to call it the frequency of joy because I wanted to recognize that life has its really high highs and its really low lows and just about everything in between, like a frequency wave. That's originally where the name came from. And so I feel like I would be doing you all an injustice if all I talked about on this podcast were those those high points, those points where, you know, you're feeling a lot of love in your heart or those points where you could literally skip outside in the sunshine because it's the first 60 degree weather day in the middle of winter. I've definitely felt all of those very high emotions. I've been known by friends to burst out into song unironically. And I, you know, love that. I love that I can experience these like very lovely moments and really truly feel them and embody them in my body, like not even purposefully, it just sort of happens. On the flip side of that, I feel like I'm not always the best when it comes to talking about uncomfortable emotions, about sharing said uncomfortable emotions with other people. Um... And knowing how to communicate what I need in said uncomfortable moments. I know that sounds very cryptic, um, but let me just get into it. The start of 2024 has been kind of crazy, um, difficult, just a lot of emotions. When I went back to Chicago over the holidays. Um, It was truthfully one of the most beautiful holiday seasons I've experienced. There was a lot of family time, a lot of cooking, a lot of like love and joy. Um, And I feel like it was the first holiday season where I really felt like the emotions I like to feel during Christmas time, I felt all the yummy food, all the hugs, all of the mimosas, like it was truly amazing in that sense. And yet simultaneously, there were a lot of conversations about death, about mortality, about um, aging, about um, 
the help that comes with aging there were a lot of conversations about mental health a lot of really tough conversations and this is because my grandfather for a few years at this point had been going through a lot of health challenges and it was time to start having some of these conversations a little bit more seriously and then after the end of the holidays um, you know I always like to spend some time with my grandparents and I got to see my grandfather and I I think in the midst of how serious these conversations had gotten I recognized leaving Chicago at the beginning of January that it was probably going to be the last time that I saw him and that I think has to be one of the hardest things because I think one of the challenges of being the first gen and being the first in your family to do things is knowing how to juggle that doing things for yourself, that first agenda-ness in a sense, while also being so intricately tied to your roots, to family, to where you are from. And that is how I felt in that moment, getting on the plane back to New York. I love being in my space. I love New York. I love the environment here. I know it's the right place for me at this moment in time. And yet, it is very incredibly difficult to come back to be here knowing what I am leaving behind and like on a day-to-day I've been living in New York for almost two years like on a day-to-day like yes I'm missing out on like family barbecues I'm missing out on like get-togethers on birthdays and whatever it might be and I recognize that and I've missed out truthfully on a lot of that just by working abroad working not in Chicago living not in Chicago I haven't consistently lived in Chicago for more than a year in a really long time. And I know what I've missed out on. However, nothing hits you more in the face of like, damn, what are you really missing out on? Like, is this all worth it? Then when it comes to something as serious as someone's health quickly deteriorating. And unfortunately, that is exactly what happened about, I wouldn't say like a week or so a week and a half after I came back to New York, my grandfather's health took a turn for the worst and he ended up passing away when I was in New York. And while I was never like super, super, super duper close with my grandpa, like he's my grandpa, he was there. I would go see him and I'd be back in Chicago. He wouldn't really talk. But I know he recognized where I was and we would always have conversations about me living in New York and he would be like, why are you so far away? And I'm like, I don't know, Grandpa. It's New York. I don't know. (laughs) And, um, but then I think, I don't know if it was like from the holidays or just from the heavy conversations that trickled in for me into the new year. I ended up having to fly back to Chicago for my grandfather's funeral arrangements, be with family. Um, I spent probably, I want to say between like four to five days in Chicago and just how luck would have it, I guess. The way things ended up panning out is that I had to fly back to New York the day after um, 
my grandfather's funeral basically and his mass and everything it was so nice to see everyone and see family but basically I flew back to New York the day after and then the next day I was only in New York for like a night the next day I had to fly out for a pre-planned trip that I was taking um, with friends to Miami to run the Miami half marathon walking into this trip I was already sort of nervous like it was my first group trip um, ever which is kind of crazy but I knew from the moment I landed from the plane back into New York that my headspace was not where I needed it to be and not like not my fault really it's just a really heavy situation to come back from and but I, I also knew that like I'm the type of per- I'm really I'm the type of person that's really bad at sitting in a negative emotion for a really long time. I feel stuck. I feel like I am trying to move through like slime, I guess. Like it just that tension feels really bad for me. And so in some ways I thought it would be nice to just have a distraction, to have some sunshine, to have some beach, to be surrounded by, by people and not surrounded by my own thoughts. And it was great in a lot of ways. First time in Miami, a lot of really delicious food, a lot of great company. Running a half marathon is always fun, kind of crazy to say that, but it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, But the entire time, and I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, I don't know if it's, you know, just a result of going through situations like this, I felt like I was a third person looking into my life, if that makes sense. I felt like I was experiencing things physically and at the same time there was this like the emotional part of me or I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. There was like this omnipresent part of me that was like seeing me experience things but the two felt very disconnected, if that makes sense. Um... And this also happens at the same time when, whereas a lot of you might know, I am working on launching a course. It'll be like a one-on-one coaching program. And all of these timelines just sort of happened at the same time as life would have it, I guess, when it, when it rains, it storms, or some saying along those lines. But that really is how this month has been happening ever since I came back to New York for the holidays. And the reason I wanted to talk about this with all of you is to recognize sort of, at least for me, how I am trying to move forward with this like duality of feelings, duality of sort of experiences, of navigating a really tough situation, a situation I've never really been in before so figuring that out at the same time I would consider it sort of like I don't know if side effects is the right word the the aftermath the emotional aftermath toll of going through said really hard situation processing all of that while at the same time trying to move forward as a human being a person a professional and truthfully like I don't quite know how to make that happen it just sort of feels day by day for me and 
I think it requires a lot of patience, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of communication, which is always tough. Um, But if you are going through a situation like that, or know someone who is, or have previously gone through a situation like that, or honestly, like, life is life and sometimes, and hopefully not, but if you ever find yourself in a situation like this in the future, I think some of the things that I wish I knew at the beginning of this month are to find a way to like express your emotions whether that's through I don't know writing exercising going for a walk like give yourself time to process what needs to be processed because chances are in a situation like this you are also caring for those around you and that's great you should do that if you feel so inclined but It is also important that you don't leave yourself for last and you deal with the right emotions. Otherwise, they will pile up and that is not pretty. The next thing, and this is historically the area that I do the worst in, is communicating your needs, weirdly enough, to yourself and to those nearest you. Um... It feels really dumb and obvious to say to communicate those things to yourself, but it helps me sort of keep track of like whether I am or am not doing something. Like one of the things that makes me feel good is to work out. And so if I'm feeling in a slump, I don't feel inclined to work out. And yet I know in the back of my head that working out helps me feel better. So as much as I have to drag myself out of bed sometimes to go to a workout class, I will do it. Or sometimes I'll wait till the very last minute, but I'll sign up on ClassPass and to avoid paying the late fee, then I know I have to show up to this workout class. Or like invite friends to go work out with you. I will just do things to hold myself accountable to feeling better, which is even harder to do in a difficult situation. And you don't have to do like, I don't know, your top five daily habits to feeling better. You don't have to do those every day. But if you can do one, if you can remember like, I have to drink water or I have to eat breakfast or, you know, coffee makes me feel good. I'm going to make myself an extra special cup of coffee. Those always work great. And once you've communicated that to yourself, the second part of that is communicating that to others, which I never, truthfully, never really know what to say, even to the people closest to me, because I feel like I don't always know what I need. I feel like, this is probably going to be a really weird way to think about it, but sometimes I feel like when you go to someone you care about for something you are going to them with an ask of like i don't know can you help give me feedback on this thing can you give me tips on how to run better i don't know it's a really weird example but i feel like when i'm feeling a certain type of way and i would like support i don't always know the way in which i would like said support so I don't always know, like, I feel like I am going to someone with an ambiguous ask of, like, I need to hang out, maybe. 
<laughs> please <laughs> um but I, I do need to get better about like identifying for myself like okay what do i need do i need someone to listen do i need someone to help me find a solution do i need someone to hold me accountable wow now as i'm saying these things i'm taking notes mental notes for for myself Um, because these are all great things to ask for of someone like if someone asked me for these things i would be more than happy to do them for them so yes okay you can ask for advice you can ask just to listen and to have someone to vent to you can ask for accountability you can i don't know ask someone to just like sit there with you um sometimes you don't want to talk you yeah, you just want to sit there and you want to feel like you're not sitting there all on your own. So I would also encourage that part if you find it helpful or if you have any tips, honestly, now is the time to slide into my DMs and let me know how you've dealt with situations like this before because they're not fun and yet they're common life things to go through and so I feel like we should talk about them more and yeah at this part of the episode i'm not entirely sure what more to say other than life be life and sometimes um but i'm very grateful for the people that i have around me for the friends the family the community even in new york yeah i in a really weird way i hope it can only get up go up from here And I do think that going through a situation like this is only helping me learn more about myself and realize that there are more tools I need in my mental health toolkit that I did not have previously. So back to therapy, we shall go. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you've made it all the way here with me, I really appreciate your help, your constant support. And yeah, as I've mentioned, there is a coaching program that I'm launching so very soon. I'm super pumped. I loved working on this. Um, It's been a great distraction with everything going on. But yes, keep an eye out. Follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Slide into those DMs with any tips, questions, or anything really. My DMs are mostly always open. And I'll catch you next time.